It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's me, Joey P., Joe Pizzapia, and today we're taking you through some NHL talk with one of my favorite people. He's one of my co-hosts over at SportsGrid for the last few years, and uh, you may know him possibly, oh, I don't know, maybe, from his many years of wrestling on your television, whether it was in WWE, NXT, or, of course, Impact Wrestling, where he is now violent by design. He's a fantasy maniac. He's also my good friend. He's the Eric Young EY, it is so good to see your beautiful bald face and get two handsome bald guys here in the program today and talk a little NHL with you, man. And I know you're dealing with that knee injury, so you had some extra time and we're grateful that you could uh, share it with us today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good, good to see you. Uh, good to be talking sports and, and even better to be talking hockey. I mean, season's wind down, playoffs are coming. I'm uh, I'm basically a one-legged man who can't do a whole lot, so I will not miss a game. I would, let's be let's be honest, Joe. I wasn't going to miss a game anyways, but yeah, I will not I will not miss a game in the playoffs. It looks like my Preds could even sneak into the playoffs, so I'll be I'll be uh, heading down to Bridgestone. I think they're going to raise it to fifty percent capacity, and I'll get my hit, my tickets all set up and check out some live playoff action. Nothing's better than the NHL playoffs. Nothing. Beautiful, baby. And you know, it's funny. I remember doing the props in the beginning of the year and some of the futures in the beginning of the season with you over on sports grid. And we mm. talked about it. I can't believe now we are already at the end of the season. It seems like just yesterday, right? It was around the holidays. I feel like you and I were doing that and here we are. And it's at the tail end. And yeah, I guess one of the bonuses, if you're going to be hurt during this time, at least is during playoff hockey time where you get to sit around and you know, EY, you and I do a lot of football together most of the time. Yeah. So yeah. I got to ask you your Tennessee Titans real quick. What'd you think of their draft? What'd you think of their off season? Johnny Smith's gone. Corey Davis is gone. A lot of open targets. It didn't feel like they really addressed some of those uh, those needs on offense. I love the Bud Dupree. It's a great signing. Great bringing him in. But it kind of feels like the offense is kind of missing some pieces, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the Bud Dupree signing, uh, the cornerback they took in the first round, I think those are going to help bull through their defense. Um, I mean, that's what they needed. They needed to be able to stop people on third down and get some takeaways, uh, which they lacked heavily in last year. Um, the offense is obviously still going to run through my man, my King, Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, as long as you got a running back that's running like that, you know, who's on the field that much, I don't think it really matters. I think AJ Brown is going to take a big step this year and Tannehill is playing with supreme confidence and, you know, running this system to perfection. So this is, is going to be a dangerous team again this year. I think they surprised some people last year, uh, not me, but I, I think this year, I mean, obviously, you I mean you know that you got to stop Derrick Henry, but good luck. Nice. No one's been able to do that yet, and I don't think it's going to happen this year either. And anybody who's talking about the demise of Derrick Henry is uh, a couple years ahead. I'm telling you right now, it ain't coming this well, it's year. Coming. It's, it's coming, coming but it's not going to be this year. It he barely missed miss a snap last year. And, you know, anything you hear from people that are around the team, if you follow him on Instagram or anything like that, He's one of the most talented athletically players on the team, and he's the hardest worker. I mean, he works out like a savage. Uh, he's massive, you know. Um, and, he's a freak and of nature, a man. His workout videos are unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, a- and uh, it's going to be more Derrick Henry for sure, I would think, for the Titans this year. But 
I love AJ Brown. I love D Henry, but I don't know, man. I'm a little worried about the rest of the pieces. I hope they all come together for your sake and for mine. Hopefully we'll be back again, talking football. And we'll have you on our football shows as well. But today in BP, we're talking about hockey. So let's start with the president's trophy and let's start with the odds there because we got the consensus betting pros telling us the hurricanes are at minus two fifty for that. The avalanche at four fifty, and the golden Knights at plus four fifty as well. So you got the minus the hurricanes there as the big favorite. Is this kind of locked up in your opinion? Yeah, I, I don't know about locked up. There's, you know, there's, you know, five to eight games, depending on what team you're talking about. I'll say that the Hurricanes play in the Central Division, where my hometown Nashville Predators play, and they are a juggernaut right now. They're so deep. Um, the team speed is off the charts. They're so aggressive on the forecheck, so aggressive in their structure and their system. It, it often feels like there's six guys on the ice. Uh, when, you know, if you follow hockey, there's only supposed to be five. So it's uh, it does feel like when you're watching it that they have an extra guy because they're so aggressive. Uh, and it's because of their team speed. They're not afraid to be out of position because they know they can get back. And uh, that is uh, in today's hockey where skating is everything. Um, I'm not betting against the Carolina Hurricanes. I, I think they win the President's Trophy. I think Colorado could be right in there as well. They're another really, really deep team that I really like. But I, I think Carolina's going to pull it off. Now, look, eventually we'll get to all the Stanley Cup picks and everything like that with EY, but we're going to go through some other things too. So, Hurricanes do look like the favorite, it seems like it. Now, I'm going to ask you a question about this. Is the minus 250 a good wager, in your opinion? Because it feels like, I mean, that's a lot. You're laying 250 to 100 there. Uh, the Avalanche, the Golden Knights, like you said, you know, still kicking around there. Vegas is telling you one thing. Do you think you just stay away from this, or is this a wager where you feel confident enough in the Hurricanes locking this up? Yeah, for me, and I understand not a lot of people are like this, but I'm an aggressive better. And, and I mean, there's just, there's not, you know, the odds aren't enough there where if they win, where it's worthwhile, you know, like I think you would be better off to take a team like Colorado uh, or Vegas or, you know, or Toronto, uh, a team like that, that, that could, you know, rip off five or six wins here at the end of the year and overtake Carolina. I don't see that happening. Um, but uh, for me, I, I would avoid. I would avoid betting on this um, because I, I think at this point, like we're so late in the year, it's it's pretty set. All right, let's move on to the Calder Trophy odds. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov of the Wild is minus two thirty. Jason Robertson of the Stars plus one fifty. Uh, Kaprizov obviously had uh, a great season there, but the the odds here, you know, the plus one fifty is not bet on Robertson. Do you want to make a case for him? Is this a stay away? What do you think about the Calder Trophy? I mean, look, Robertson has had a great season, and I can say as a guy that knows every single player in the NHL, I'm a complete psycho when it comes to this. I watch 200 to 300 games a year. I, I'm in 12 fantasy hockey pools. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sick. And I can tell you that I, I was unaware of who really Jason Robertson was. Um, I know Nick Robertson plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he was going to be uh, an up-and-coming star, but I hadn't heard of Jason He's having an unbelievable year, and I, there's no doubt that he should be in the Rookie of the Year talk. But from last night, I think Kirill Kaprasov set another two goals, uh, one to send them to overtime and, and salvage a point for Minnesota. Um, as a person that watches a ton of games, um, Minnesota has been a team that has been basically unwatchable for five or six years. I barely have missed a game of theirs this year, and it's wow. because of him. He is such a dynamic player, plays so loose plays uh he's physical uh can hold the puck has crazy vision this guy is going to be a star for years and years minnesota has been waiting for him to come over from the khl and the argument with him is he's 24 um but i mean it doesn't specify on the trophy 
that you have to be under a certain age. It just says rookie. And this is his rookie season playing in the KHL is he's playing against men and he's playing a professional hockey for sure, but it is not the same, you know, do not kid yourself. There is nothing like the speed of the NHL, the competitiveness of the NHL, as far as ice hockey goes. And Kaprasov has been dominant all year and he's been doing it, you know, week in and week out. The trophy is his. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. I remember Ichiro Suzuki coming over, and I want to say he was like 28 or something like that. It doesn't matter. However old you are, you're a rookie, you're a rookie. You win yep. the award. Now, speaking of the young teams and stuff, before we get to the Vezina Trophy, I, I was having a hockey conversation yesterday with my cousin, long-suffering Ranger fan, and yeah. she was very excited about this team and the youth on this team. And she thought, mm-hmm. although this was not their year, clearly, that there was a lot of good things going forward. And since we're talking about young players, I kind of wanted to get somebody who watches as much hockey as you, your input on this team, because they've had a lot of hot draft picks lately. And do you think that this is a team that's starting to emerge maybe in the next couple of years with some of this young talent they have? Yeah. I mean, I thought in that division, I picked them to be fourth and I thought that they would make it into the playoffs this year. Uh, they started really well and, and surprised a bunch of people. They're loaded uh, with young players. They have some good veteran players. Uh, their goaltending was supposed to be better than it is, and I think will write it will write the ship. Um, they had a problem with one of their star players being a bit of a knucklehead. Uh, they basically sat him. He's still under contract, and they're paying him a ton of money for the rest of the year. Um, and so they're at a deficit at defense, you know, and that that's reality. Adam Fox. Um, will get nods for the Norris Trophy. I don't think he's going to win it, but that's a guy that came out of nowhere. He's been a good player for a couple of years, but he's having an unbelievable season. He's going to be, you know, uh, a star for them on their blue line for years. Uh, Lafreniere is coming into his own. I don't mm-hmm. think he's uh, he's not giving the impact that people thought he was going to be. He's a big guy that can really skate and shoot the puck. Um, I think he's got I think he's got nine goals or ten goals. Uh, they need more out of him for them to be ultra competitive. Um, but Panarin is is a star. Zibanejad right. is a star. Kreider's a star. They are set for success for sure. And I think it could happen as soon as next year. I can't wait to talk about that next season with you. It's going to be some exciting stuff. Let's do the Vesna Trophy here. Uh, obviously, no surprise. Andre Vasilevsky at the top there, minus 150 consensus number. Uh, Grubauer of Colorado, plus 250. And Mark Andrew Fleury of the Las Vegas Knights at plus 350. So your take here, once again, these are some better odds, actually. Um, you know, when it comes to awards, it's media-driven, and we all know that. So is it Vasilevsky at the end of the day, or do you want to make a case for somebody else? Because you are an aggressive wager. You're an aggressive guy. It's why I love you. It's why we get along so well. So give me your take here on the Vesna Trophy. Yeah, and I, I think this is set. I think Vasilevsky, because of the amount of games played, his backup goalie barely plays. He plays almost every night. Um, his numbers are out of this world. Um, Grubauer has had uh, definitely his best season to date. The, the big thing of him was, could he play more than 20 or 25 games. I think he's proven that he can. Uh, He has been banged up a couple times this year, but when he's played, um, he's given Colorado a chance every night to win. My heart wants Andre, Mark Andre Fleury to win this. uh, I know it does. (laughs) You know, I mean, just the reality is this is uh, one of the good guys in the league, a a guy that everybody loves has been an unbelievable player for so long. And people thought that he was done going to Vegas, that he was going to be a backup and uh, Robin Leonard gets hurt. He steps in and he's having one of his best statistical 
uh, seasons to date. I think a lot of that has to do with the team in front of him. But this guy has been playing unbelievable. I think he's 38 years old, uh, and people were writing him off uh, last year. Uh, and I don't think anybody thought he would be in the Vesna Trophy. And I do want to give a shout-out to my man, UC Saros. Um, if we're looking from March 1st on, nobody has a better goals against average than UC Saros. He's actually statistically um, off the charts, the best goalie in the NHL from March on. They had a poor start. The team was awful in front of him, and he was not good. Then he got hurt, was out for a couple of weeks. Pecorino stepped in. The team started to gain momentum, and then UC Saro stepped back in and took the starting crease over, and he has not looked back. This guy is a god of goaltending this year. Like His numbers are unprecedented. I think he has a 948 save percentage, which yeah. is, is insane. I mean, it, it's absolutely insane. He will not win the Norris, but I think he should get nods. Um, and that's important for a player, and especially a player of his age and where he's coming up with contract stuff and mm-hmm. um, being this, the Pred starting goalie. But this is Vasilevsky's trophy. There's no doubt in my mind. The NHL is a wild place, though. It is a it is a crazy place. True. And uh, Vasilevsky should win it, and I think he will. Well, I'll tell you what, man. That's something to keep in mind for next year uh, with him because uh, yeah. obviously you're talking about finishing strong and contract years coming up. That's something to keep in mind for the player when you're looking at 2022 and going forward there. All right, let's shift gears a little bit to some division winners. Right now, let's start with the East where the Caps are minus 143 on the betting uh, consensus pros um, and the Penguins are plus 230. So the Caps right now, um, look, again, Different teams have different games left here. So how do you see the Caps and Penguins here in the East? Do you think the the Caps are just going to win out here as we get down to these last few games of the season? Or do you think the Penguins can catch them here late? There's only a game or so separating them. Yeah, I I think the Capitals hold on. And I think uh, a week ago, if you would have asked me that, I would I would have doubted it. Pittsburgh was was coming on. Um, they've got Crosby. They were getting Malkin back. Tristan Jari was playing unbelievable. The Penguins were on a real roll. And on the other side of that, Washington, Lasso Fetchkin, um, Kunetsov, and Samsonov, their goalie, are both in COVID protocols. And you're thinking, man, I don't know. But I think the Washington Capitals right now are maybe playing some of the best hockey that they've played all year. And I don't see them relent, uh, relinquishing the top spot, um, especially if they get Ovechkin and those guys back. When I, th- I think they will shortly. If that's the case, that's not a bad line, the minus 143, especially it seems pretty confident enough that if you're willing to lay a little bit more, then you can actually win some money on that one. Let's go to the West, too, because that one's the, you know, most of these seem like they're kind of decided right now, especially when you look at the schedule and who's pairing against you. But the West still slightly up for grabs, too. The Avalanche, minus 130. The Golden Knights, plus 110. Uh, Only a couple games separating these two. We've talked about the Golden Knights goaltending, how good it's been of late. Uh, Do you think that the Knights can catch the Avalanche? And if so, that plus 110 is a pretty good number. Yeah, I mean, I think they can. I, I don't think they will, but I think it is possible. And that is exciting for a guy that, I mean, I definitely had these guys exactly where they were. I, I said at the start of the year in the West, it was going to be Colorado and then Vegas just behind them, pressuring them all year. Uh, I think the same as the Washington Capitals, the Colorado Avalanche are playing their best hockey right now. Uh, Ranton and McKinnon uh, are just a dynamic duo that are just shooting the lights out. Grubauer seems to be back in his groove, and I think they have the best the best current blue line in the NHL. They're a hard team to play against um, because they, have, they can play it any which way. Vegas is the same, but they do not have the star power that, that Colorado has. I think having McKinnon, having Ranton, having Landis Gog, 
even Kadri, uh, Brandon Saad, guys like that is is what's going to maintain them holding on to first place. I think Colorado, if you wanted to get aggressive, I mean, Vegas could do it. I mean, they, they could overtake them. I don't see it happening. Um, if I was to bet on a, a team to win the, the West, it's going to be Colorado. But I think a, a good aggressive bet would be uh, Las Vegas. All right, I want to talk to you about a team that could or could not make the playoffs. We've got a plus 350 on betting pros and the consensus on the Dallas Stars. So do you think the Stars are going to find their way into the playoffs when all said and done? I, I do not, and uh, that could be my Predators bias. Predators are looking pretty good right now. They're, they're in a they, good spot. They, they've been playing very good hockey. Um, they, they lost last night. They If they would have won last night and Dallas lost last night, they would have clinched. So they really only need to win one other game. The problem with that is uh, Saturday they're playing Carolina. So my hope is, and I think the Predators' hope is, is that Carolina has let their foot off the gas um, knowing that they've clinched the playoffs, knowing that they're going to be in first. You know, no, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to catch them, and I think they're going to think the same thing come this Saturday. And Predators get a win, and Dallas uh, notches another loss, and then the Predators are in. They've clinched that spot. I think as of yesterday, they were at 78% uh, to make it. I, To me, I mean, Dallas is too much of a far shot. Uh, too much of a long shot to, to win and make the playoffs. And the truth is, if you look at their record, they have, I think it's 15 losses in overtime. That's a team that does not have a killer instinct. You know, that's, they left, you know, that's seven to 10 points they've left on the table. And if they win those games, we're not even having this conversation. They're in the playoffs and the Preds are on the outside looking in, which everyone thought, you know, and people are still saying it. Those people are wrong. The Preds are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Dallas does not have a killer instinct. They do not have the firepower. They do not play a system um, that can win close games. So, yeah, they're, I mean, I get that they played the Stanley Cup last year, but that was a bit of a miracle run. Hudobin is not the same goalie. Jake Ottinger is a rookie, and he is not good enough to carry this team like Hudobin did last year. They are not making the playoffs. All right, before we get into Stanley Cup odds, I want to ask you a couple of hockey-related questions here. Who you think towards the end of this year has really played very well? Because we all know when you get into this time of year and you're getting into the playoffs, sometimes it's those teams that are very hot or certain players that are really impressing you playing well. And conversely, too, who's kind of slowing down here at the wrong time? Who do you think is kind of maybe hitting a wall? We'll get to the favorites. We'll get to the numbers in a second. But you do watch so much hockey. You do play in all the leagues and do all the stuff. So I know you're turned into this better than anybody. Who's hitting this time of year in the right way and who's hitting this time of year in the wrong way? I mean, he's been doing it all year, but right now he is just on this unbelievable miracle run. Connor McDavid, I, I know, it, you know, it, it, it sounds obvious, but I don't think people are talking about enough that he's, I believe, and I think most people believe, he's going to end a 56-game season with over 100 points. That's absolutely insanity. Well, there's they not even practice. odds anywhere. They, they pulled out all the... All the MVP odds are all down. Like they, they, no. nobody's even. Yeah, you can't like get it. There's not a single doubt in anyone's mind. He he's definitely winning it, and it, not only is he winning it, he he's doing stuff that we I don't think anyone thought we would see in hockey again. This is Gretzky a kind of performance mm-hmm. where he's so dominant every night. That it, it's just like he's going to have two points. He's going to you know every single night he's got he has two points. We haven't seen that since Wayne Gretzky because of, of, of the change of the game, because of the advancement in equipment, because of the advancement in goaltending. Um, you know, I, I don't know if Wayne Gretzky in today's game could could score like he did back then. It was a different game. Um, 
I think Gretzky is still the best player to ever play the game. Um, but Connor McDavid is is making a real case for himself, man. And it is it's so cool to see is all the coverage on NBC about the Capitals and the Rangers because all the fighting and stuff. It's like we're completely missing the boat on this star player that everyone should be talking about. You know, we might never see a dominant season like this ever again. And and it's happening in a shortened season where they can't even practice. It's it's an absolute miracle, actually. Well, it's kind of amazing. It's cyclical, too, because it felt like for a while Crosby was that guy and Ovechkin was that guy. And, you know, is it just us being caught up in the moment of that dominating player or is this guy even a tick above those in their best runs? Yeah, I, he is a tick above them. I mean, yes, they were, you know, Crosby and Ovechkin dominant players. Um, Crosby, a more all-rounded player. Right. Ovechkin, more of a dominant scorer. Um but the reality is, is Connor McDavid is doing both, you know, his defensive numbers. I heard a thing on a podcast this morning that the Edmonton Oilers are like, are like plus 38 when he's on the, on the ice. And they're like negative one Oh two when he's not on the ice. That's insane. Wow. Like it's, it's just insane. And by any metric, any measurement, any way you want to word the heart trophy, it's about the most valuable player to their team. There is no more valuable player than Connor McDavid. And he's having an absolutely historic year and because of COVID because fans aren't in the building and you know, he's only playing in Canada and he's not playing at all in the United States they're not talking about it enough and they should be. And it's unfortunate for him. It's unfortunate for hockey, unfortunate for the NHL. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, he, he is just rolling as far as people that are sliding. Um, you know, I, I think the Dallas stars are a disappointment to most people um, as a team, you know, they played in the Stanley cup finals. They were, you know, a few, a few goals away from being the Stanley cup champions. And this year, they've been, like I said, just very inconsistent, no killer instinct. They've been dealing with injuries they were dealing with COVID. They started the season 10 or 12 days after everyone else started. Then the crazy ice storm in Texas put them out. So they they played a very condensed schedule. Uh, as a person that follows this and as a person that gambles on hockey as well, I could have told you that they weren't making the playoffs after the, the Christmas break because they they, they were going to have to play like 40 games in, in 65 days. That is, it's insane. Like it's, it's just insane. And there's nothing they can do about it. They can't complain because it's just the way the world is right now. But I think they are a massive disappointment to most people. And I, I, I think I had them in the playoffs um, in, in the Central. So that, that would be a, that's a big disappointment for Dallas and, and Dallas Stars fans. All right. Well, let's talk about the end game here. Let's talk about Stanley Cup playoffs. The favorites are obviously plus 425, the Colorado Avalanche, the Golden Knights at plus 550. We've had a great couple of years here. And then the Lightning at plus 650. So those are kind of your major contenders and your Leafs at plus 750. I don't want to leave them out. They're still out there. So taking everything into account, hot streaks, players, the situations in terms of who's played who and who hasn't. We got the Leafs at plus 750 on betting pros and the consensus. We got the Lightning plus 650, the Golden Knights plus 550, and the Avalanche plus 425. Where would you lay your money and how? Uh, and I know this is going to sound like a homer pick, but but the, the Toronto odds and the fact that I think them playing in the North, which I think is, it's not a weaker division, but I think their pass, their path to the semifinals is the easiest out of those teams. They don't okay. really have to beat any juggernauts. And, and I'm going to go back to the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't know what their odds are, but the fact that you didn't say them means that they're probably pretty good. I mean, look at this team is 
insane. I, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in the league, Rob Brindamore, and they are so deep and they can play you any way you want. You want to play fast. They can play fast. You want to slow it down and play defense. They can do that too. They've got three unbelievable goalies. Yes. Three unbelievable goalies. And, and, and the best of the three, I think is the rookie uh, Nechevic. And he has just been absolutely unbelievable stopping everything this year uh, a big reason why they're in that position but i think just because of their style of play uh how aggressive they are and and how they just are on you you mean it just they're going to wear people out and I, I i believe that those two and i think i would give a nod towards colorado as well it's, it's going to be one of so those you would three. spread it around so in other words you got the canes at 650 um so I, let's say i gave you a, i gave you a thousand dollars how would you spread it out between those teams in your opinion in terms of how much equity you want to put where and, and i'll give you the odds one more time just so you have them all so the avalanche at 450 the favorites right now but again not a heavy favorite the we're used to seeing favorites sometimes that are more like a plus two or something like that this time of year it's plus 450 it's a very different year it feels like 500 yep. uh for the golden knights 650 for the hurricanes this is updated as of just a few minutes ago and the lightning at plus 700 so that line's actually moved since before this morning when i actually put all the lines together so it's actually a little different so let me run that one more time lightning plus seven hurricanes plus 650 golden knights plus 500 avalanche plus 450 how would you spread a grand over those yeah, I think I uh, right now my gut feeling is I would go probably 500 uh, on Carolina and then 250 on Toronto and 250 on Colorado. That's how I always put a thousand dollars amongst those teams. Uh, I think that is look at it's the NHL and it's seven game series and all kinds of wacky stuff happens. Yeah. I don't think a president's trophy winner has won the Stanley cup in over 20 years. Wow. Um, is that true? Yeah. Really? Wow. I, I think it might, it might be even longer than that. It, it is just so unpredictable. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, a term you hear in hockey all the time is they got goalied. And uh, this happened recently with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They played Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver didn't know if they would even finish their season. They had all these guys sick with this new strain of COVID and they couldn't get out of bed and their families are sick and the coaches are sick. They couldn't even ice a full team. Like that's how many guys were sick. Um, so they had two weeks off. They came back, you know, the NHL pushed them. There was some pushback from the players saying, we're not going to be ready. We're going to get hurt. Um, Everyone was expecting Toronto Maple Leafs to roll in there and roll over them. And Braden Holby had one of the best goalie performances of his entire life. And and the Vancouver Canucks won that won the first mm -hmm. game. Um, so that happens in hockey. Um, it, it's happened before, and I, and it could happen again. I think a perfect example is last year, uh, Dallas. No one thought they were going to play in the Stanley Cup, and Hudobin, who has been a career backup, just got on this roll where hot, you right. couldn't score on them. And, and that happens all the time. Uh, I think Carolina's advantage is they have three goalies that have played very good, and not only are they, are they playing good right now, they've been doing it all year in this kind of a rotation that is unheard of in hockey. Um, normally it's one guy and it's kind of his job, but you know, they're going away from that with resting players more and guys, you know, load management and stuff that is pretty heavy in basketball and stuff right now. So it, it's happening in hockey now. And the truth is, is with three goalies like that, I think, you know, you, you ride the hot hand until he's not, and then you switch out and now you got another hot hand. So if, if I'm betting, I'm betting Carolina to win the Stanley cup. Um, I can't wait if to you only got the, the Yeah. <laughs> if you only got one wager, that's the one for you. If you want to spread it around, EY helped you with that as well. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at the Eric Young. And of course, check him out on Access TV on Impact Wrestling. He's hurt right now, but he's still a maniac. He's still one of my favorite people, one of my favorite performers. 
and one of the best sports fans. And I'll tell you what, EY, you know, you know, I'm a football guy at heart. Uh, I do love the baseball, but there is nothing better than playoff hockey. Like that's nothing. sorry. There's just nothing better than it. And it's, and if you don't watch, you should. And hopefully we gave you some uh, ways to watch with uh, a little bit of wagering on the side for you here at betting pros today. So that'll do it. Always for good us. to have a little skin in the game, Joey. You know that always baby. Always EY. I love you, man. It's so good to see you and talk to you a little hockey. Hopefully we'll get you on this summer for some football too. I want to thank you again for your time and that'll do it for us today. But the story of the game goes on. For the Eric Young, I'm Joe Pizapia. We'll see you next time, kids.